Hello, and welcome to the Big Bearcast. Hey. Yes, uh, my name's Richard. Uh, welcome aboard for, oh, keyboard's popping already. That's good. Uh, welcome aboard for another episode of Beer-Based Factual Fun. Uh, <laughs> Is that how it? Uh, with facts and fun. Facts and fun. <laughs> Not guaranteed. No. You get 95 minutes of facts and then two minutes of fun. Um, with me today is Ruben. Oh, hello, everyone. And uh, the return of Shovels. Hello. Not been a while. Been a while, but he's back. He, he, he knew when we were doing strong beers, he was straight in. Yeah. Um, the reason why we're doing strong beers, we'll get into more later, but all these beers are over a certain percentage. And our first beer is... It's, uh, it's Skull Splitter by the Orkney Brewery. The infamous Orkney Skull Splitter. <laughs> it's even Big beers require big effort to get the... That was, that was the skull being split. It's from the uh, Orkney Brewery. There are two breweries in Orkney. Uh, this one and the Highland Brewery. Uh, and this is the Barley Wine. It's 8.5% in old money. And uh, we've had this before on a few occasions, but we've never actually had it on the uh, podcast. So we'll be giving it a bash. Ooh. A classic uh, skull splitter aroma. <laughs> can, you, can you review this, Charles, without mentioning the P word? <laughs> I sense not. Mm. I doubt it. You just say strong dark fruit. It's, <laughs> it's a certainly strong dark fruit smell. Oh, that begins with P. That's, that's, that's quite a nice smell. Sorry, right, it smells okay, yeah. It's better in the... Well, that's, it's not as bad as I remember. Yeah. Because we've had this uh, on cask and it was very pr- pruney. Uh, yes, you've said it now. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So not, this is decidedly less pruney. Well, being still incredibly sweet. But. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah, that's actually quite nice. It's eyed. Goodness me. Well, thank you. I wasn't expecting hey. that. <laughs> and we, we nearly dropped this one from the podcast. <laughs> we, we, we almost got rid of it, but I'm uh, glad we kept it. Uh, the reason why we're doing strong beers is because uh, two weeks ago, the British government put up duty or alcohol tax on all beer over 7.5% ABV. Uh, so we thought for the whole of October, we will just feature beer only over 7.5%. So we're doing a podcast of big beers. Mm-hmm. But they come in small bottles, apart from Fortunately. the end. Fortunately, yeah. Um, but this isn't this isn't the strongest of the night, but nor is it the weakest. But it's the it's the barley winiest. So, yeah. I think when we first had this, being about three years ago, we weren't ready for it. Yep. Also, it was on a, in a beer festival, so it was. I don't think it was rubbish. Beer festival was bad because the, everything was warm. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Oh yeah, beer festival is always a bad place to judge beer. And it was much more syrupy than I seem to remember. Mm-hmm. Didn't, didn't we buy a communal half just mm. to try it? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah, we couldn't finish it. <laughs> yeah. No. <laughs> uh, yeah. Nice. The Orkney Brewery have been going for a long time. They're uh, run by Norman Sinclair, who uh, I actually spoke to very briefly at the last Rudeau Festival. He was in a very bad mood. Um, he was the one who was complaining that his beer was too warm. He took it off sale. Oh, yeah. And he was going yeah. ballistic. He was, he was really not impressed. Yeah. Um, Fairly. The head brewer of uh, the Orkney Brewery used to be Rob Hill, who brewed there, but then left to go and found the Highland Brewery up in Swanee. Oh, yes, Swanee. Swanee. Because uh, the Orkney Brewery are from Quilu. Quilu. Yeah, I'm doing all right. I'm looking at Groom, he's from Orkney. You thought you were there this week? I was. I just got back last night, actually. At midnight. Was it nice? It was. Yeah, the dogs loved it. Oh, yeah, I think the dogs. 
Yeah, took the dogs. Did the land like, oh, yeah, it was a family trip. Oh, wow. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. Were they running around? Uh, they were. They actually ran away. I oh, lost them for about five minutes or ten minutes. And I was like, <laughs> oh no, I've never <laughs> seen them again. The panic. Yeah, but I found them again. Too, well. <laughs> but they did. They ran so fast that they were gone in like half a second. And I was like, oh no. <laughs> Uh, Grand breed sausage dogs. He's got (laughs) (laughs) nice rescue rescue greyhounds. Yes, very very noble. Yeah, noble breed. Having having met Carlos, he is the size of a small horse. and He's pure white, so you wouldn't lose him on Orkney being flat. No, we did spot him. (laughs) You can see him from the side of the island. (laughs) There he is. Come back, Carlos. I never, I never knew Orkney had a white horse. (laughs) (laughs) The white beast of Orkney. Yes. I don't know why they speak like that normally, but probably <laughs> they don't. <laughs> so apart from the prunes, what else about this beer do you, are you getting? It's got a lot of sweet caramel. Mm, yes, very it's sweet. It's a bit, I don't know, it's a bit kind of tea-like, you know, like, it's got a bit of kind of toffee, toffee. I thought you meant tea tea. No, I meant tea tea, yeah. I'm not sure I'm picking up the tea vibe. Is that the tanniny thing you're Yeah, it could be the tannin. So it's a barley wine. Barley wine's a very old style, very old English style of beer, which came about in the century when uh, England was at war with France and all, uh, all it wasn't fashionable to drink red wine so they Correct. drew a beer drew they drew a beer <laughs> <laughs> and it magically came off the page yep. and became a wine-like beer that's correct <laughs> and, and they drew a Ferrari and drove around yeah. there's the facts we mentioned earlier yeah the fun hasn't started yet we'll get to that, we'll get to that near the end um, yeah so they, no one drank French claret so they had to drink something else and they, they invented a very strong style of beer which was the barley I believe that's true maybe we should look in my new uh Oxford Encyclopedia of Beer. Home of a book. Yeah. Uh, is this? I, I read somewhere that this is their biggest selling beer in the US. Yeah. Oh, oh yes, absolutely. Our American listener, if you're out there, uh, good day. Uh, no. Home <laughs> <laughs> <Not> country. <laughs> Bonjour. Um, yeah. This this is really popular in the states because it's a very strong American style beer, and it's made yes. in small bottles, and it's shipped over there, and it's uh, boutiquey and craft, I guess. Mm-hmm. Uh, it got into trouble over here because the name it was yeah it did. that was a year or two the brief, beef brew haha I seem to remember yeah. it was promoting violence through alcohol also yeah, as a school splitter which none of the Neds would drink it because they wouldn't know what the taste was yeah yeah they just go for buck, Bucky don't they besides which there is a historical reason for that name anyway so. yeah. well he's back so you might as well read the label I believe it does not mention why it's called Skull Splitter. Oh, I don't know. I, I, I'm, I've been away so long, I haven't actually forgotten how to read. <laughs> Just make the words in make your mind. Make the words in my mind come out of my mouth. Right then, Skull Splitter is their strongest hill, mm-hmm. which is named after Torfin Erenson. It's actually not. I don't, I don't, they, don't they do that Dark Island Reserve? That's stronger than that, isn't it? Anyway, Karen. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I guess. Okay. Who was the seventh Viking Earl of Orkney? Sophisticated, satiny, smooth, with a deceptively light character. Yeah, satiny. There you go. Yeah. Um, a bit it is, it is quite smooth. So, Torfin. Torfin. Alright. And was he Torfin the Skull Splitter? Was that his. Presumably, that was his nickname because he was a big, hard. You know what child. I learned yesterday? Fact alert, listener. Um, I'm reading a book about medieval European history at the moment. Alright. I learned through that the origin of Bluetooth. The word for yeah. yes, is it is it uh, it'll be Ericsson that came up with it, was it? Mm. Ah. Mm-hmm. Potentially, uh, it's because uh, the first king of Norway, King Harold, 
was very unkempt and dark, and he was called Black Blacktooth. That was his nickname. Ah. But over the years, that became uh, misappropriated as Bluetooth, so it became Harold Bluetooth. He came to a very nasty end. He was, um, I think, he was shot in the bum by an arrow. Right. Anyway, it's another story. Just went septic, and he. Um, and he, so he, um, he unified the whole of Norway. Uh, that was his first claim. He was the first king of the united Norway. Mm. And when the people invented Bluetooth, came up with this technology for uniting wirelessly different devices, they they called it Bluetooth after Eric, after sorry Harold, king of Norway. All right. Which is why the symbol for Bluetooth. I haven't stopped. I'm still going. <laughs> the symbol for Bluetooth is that little round blue thing with the B thing in it. That's yeah. a Viking rune, which means Bluetooth. That was ah. his symbol. That is a fact. You promised facts you, you've and you've delivered. <laughs> you probably outfacted yourself <laughs> this, this time. I think you'll struggle to beat that. Okay, so we're now 40 minutes. Lie down. We're now 40 minutes of fun. I'm all facted after that. But I thought that was really interesting. So that is clearly an Ericsson. Well, not clearly, but probably. Yeah, I don't know who invented Bluetooth, but if it was them, that stands to reason. Knock it away then. Hey, from Finland. So that's a possibility. Anyway. Anyway, yes. Cool. And that's almost Viking too, so that kind of relates into it. Well done. Thank you. Well, I didn't invent it. It was someone else. Um, I, I'm liking Skull's book, and I never yeah, thought I'd say it. I'm not yeah, me too. I don't know why I didn't think I wouldn't like it. I think I thought it was going to be more pruney because of that one at the Yale Festival. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's and a lot it, better balanced. It is. Remember. It's much better. It's much It's lighter. I think I agree with that little spiel there. Saturny smooth, decept- deceptively light character. <clears throat> yeah. Um, and there's more on the label. I can, I can oh, carry on. <laughs> on the nose, this, this strong beer has a fruity malty character with hints of dark fruit, spicy hop, uh, dates and figs. Do you get all that? Dates and figs. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I get the figs. I like it. I like Definitely a bit of fig. figs. Yeah. Uh, on the palate, rich and complex with sweet toasted malt, molasses, fresh and dried fruits and hints of warming spices. Mm-hmm. Do you get the warming spices? It's not very warming, but it's a bit... Not spicy, it's a bit it's more of, fruity than spicy. Yeah. A bit cinnamony, maybe. I don't know. A bit of nutmeg. <laughs> a bit of nutmeg. Fucking <laughs> spicy. Bit of cloves. Oh, yeah, bit of cloves. Cloves. Yeah. yeah, I guess so. Salt and pepper. Yes, I get it. <laughs> uh, you missed the infamous cider and beer. Uh, cider and beer. Oh. Salt and cider beer that we had. Oh, mm-hmm. yes. Which we'll be having next. It's not come out yet. Uh, but we'll talk about it off air, I think. All right. Because we're at nine minutes. So, should we uh, score Orkney? Or Sinclair Rockney, as it is, Skull Splitter. Yeah. Sean, do you want to go first? I'll go first then. Um, yeah, surprisingly liking this. Not normally a big fan of the the fruitier ones, of the dark, darker fruity ones. Um, nicely balanced, reasonably light. 7.5. Cracking. Nice to see that. I'm going to say 6. Because I do like it. Mm-hmm. But I wouldn't drink it much. Okay. I wouldn't pick it off the shelf. No. But it's good. It's a lot better than I expected it to be. I think we're all pleasantly surprised. 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 Were you drinking before the podcast? <laughs> no. no. No, I wish. God, no. Uh, yeah, I'm going to give it a seven and a half too. Because I, I quite like that. It's quite pleasant. Yeah. For the reasons stated before. Okay. Uh, that's our first strong beer. We sound a bit um, remarkably coherent. <laughs> but we'll see how we get on. No, <laughs> and we'll come back with another beer. Uh, and we'll see you very soon. Right, I'm off to beat up some old ladies and shout <laughs> Well, hello, we are right back with our second strong beer. These are all British beers, by the way. We, we were going to do an American one or a non British version, but 
We're doing all British beers, and this beer is... Um, this is Trucare House's um, Jacobite Ale. Yep. Is it Trucare House? So. Uh, you've been there, haven't you? Yes, I have. Trackware? Trucare House? Trucare House, I think is how you pronounce it. Jacobite Ale. I'm not actually sure what, beer, what kind of beer this is, but it'll be on the back of the bottle, and it's darker than the, uh, the barley one. I think uh, it was a spicy one, wasn't it? Oh, it's a spiced one, yeah. Yeah, it's got a spicy one. Uh, Trucker House is a very old house, but the brewery was founded in 1965, so it's pretty old too, uh, by mm. Peter Maxwell Stewart, the 20th Laird of Trucker. Uh, he died in 1990, but the brewery's been managed by his daughter, Catherine Maxwell Stewart. Thank you. Here's boss. Uh, it was originally an 18th century domestic brewery, producing beer for the house. A lot of these old... Uh, large-scale houses had breweries on site to uh, brew beer for the workers and the staff and people from the surrounding area and the estate. Uh, it was disused after 1800, it says, but then the equipment was found and and re-put together in eight, 1965. Yes, the, the, the brewery room's tiny. It yeah. looks like a museum exhibit, yeah. actually. It's like they only run it three days a week, I think. Oh, okay. Uh, yeah, they make um, 700 barrels a year, so it's not a big scale brewery by any means. Um, yeah, they use the original oak vessels. At present, there's room to increase production by 20%, but there are no plans to increase beyond it. So, what have we got on the nose for this? Mm, smell much. A bit roasting. Mm. Smells quite sweet. A bit marzipani. Yeah, a little bit. Yeah. You get the spices lingering at the end. Quite, Ooh, quite a top of the mouth taste. That kind of reminds me of an Anchor Christmas ale. It's that kind of not entirely dissimilar. Yeah, that kind of spicy. It's just it. It's quite. I don't know how to describe it. Kind of thin and flat. Mm-hmm. So it's it's got quite a, bit, a little bit of body. But it seems to be really squashed out, so it's just at the edges that it's yeah. there's the body. There's, mm-hmm. like a, there's a gap in the middle when you're drinking it. They have got the aftertaste of sweet, spicy stuff, mm-hmm. and then you've got an initial taste of sweet, and then in the middle there's kind of it just kind of goes flat. Mm. Kind of peters peters in. <laughs> peters in. But it's what it's eight percent, so it's quite strong. It's not short it's in, in uh, yeah, it's in booze. Hmm. Um, I quite like it though. Yeah? Yeah. Uh, Traquer comes from the Celtic word meaning for dwelling, tre, and quer meaning stream with a winding course. Oh. As the quer burn joins the river Tweed a few hundred yards from the rear of the house. Is it a nice place to go? It is, it's not a million stuff. How far it? is it from Edinburgh? Uh, 40 minutes. Alright. So, down so, in the borders. In the borders. The borders. But um, it's got the crib that James the sixth and or first slept in when he was a boy, oh, yeah. quite, which I thought was quite amazing. Oh, yeah. He stopped there once with uh, with Mary Queen of Scots. Isn't that the famous uh, houses, the gates that were closed when the Bonnie Prince Charles? Yeah, they they won't open it again until the Jacobites are back on the throne. So I never. I never yeah. <laughs> so if you can imagine like a very large Scottish baronial house, it's not a castle, is it? It's like a house. No, it's a big house. Yeah. yeah. With a long sweeping driveway and a big gates. And they, they, they close those gates when Bonnie Prince Charlie walked through them and they had to open again. They had to open again. 
So how did they get in now? Is it like did they build some <laughs> gates next door to it? Like, yeah, not to the wall. You have to go over a ladder. Tradesman's oh. entry. <laughs> Uh, yeah, a lot of famous Jacobite style people stayed there because mm-hmm. they were uh, a haven mm-hmm. for the Jacobites back in the day. I do get in. Is there another gate? There must be. I think there's, a, yeah, there's another gate. I don't even remember. Oh, okay. I only read about it afterwards. So, okay. The gate must be like the other side or something. Yeah, maybe. <laughs> doesn't quite have the impact it used to. But it's a, yeah, it's a, it's a pleasant place to visit. It was founded in 1107, apparently. Alexander I of Scotland signed a royal charter at Trickway. Uh, it was used as a hunting lodge for royalty and a base where they could administer justice. Sounds sinister. Mm-hmm. What are you guys getting from this beer? Uh, I don't know, maybe like it a bit more than the Skull Splitter. It's just not as mm. sweet. No. I'm not getting huge <clears throat> spiciness. It's kind of just on the edge of yeah. the tongue. It's, it's not spicy in the way that Morocco ale was. Remember the Morocco ale we had? Uh, which was really kind of, uh, again, kind of cinnamony and nutmeggy and, mm. and lots of things going on. It's got a bit of, a bit, it's, bit of spice. Yeah, it's in the background. Yeah. But it's just like a nice old ale. It's kind of, mm. there's a lot, it's at room temperature too, so you get a lot more of the flavours out. But. Very flavoursome, yeah, absolutely. Again, no, it doesn't bash you around the head for 8%. I know, if you, if you drank this blind, would you pick that it was 8%? No, probably not, no. You'd say maybe 6 mm. If I was pushed, yeah. If I was pushed, <laughs> if I pushed gun to my head. Yeah. yeah, it's quite nice. Mm. So, that's it. <laughs> the reason we're drinking 7.5% and above beers, mm-hmm. or over 7.5, greater than 7.5%, yes. because that is a threshold for this duty. It is, it is. What are the reasons for the government bringing it in? Uh, well, the main reason is to combat problem drinking through people who drink um, super strength lagers. Uh, like Tenant Super. Yep, like Tenant Super, Special Brew, that kind of thing. Uh, so they want to make those really expensive so that people can't drink them, so they will go and presumably do something else, like take a tennis or something. Oh, yeah, because that's, um, that's going to happen. Yep. Uh, although, in my experience, most people just drink strong cider or yeah. 20 cans of Fosters that you can get for £9. But they have stopped doing the multi-buys on... In Scotland, they have, yeah. yeah. Not in England. Ah. Um... Uh, yeah, so the, the chief executive of the British Beer and Pub Association revealed that strong beer, beer over 7.5%, any type of strong beer over 7.5%, makes up less than 0.5% of UK alcohol sales. Yeah. So it's not like they're doing a huge, taking a huge chunk out of the market of problem drinkers. I think it's only 1% of beer sales. So mm. you're taking out all the wines and whiskies and spirits and stuff. Um but anyway, they've put a blanket uh, duty rise, which is roughly 25% on all beer over 7.5%. So it's going to go up and they will probably have to, well, most brewers will have to pass that on to the customer. So these bottles are going to go up by, I think I read somewhere that um, a 7.6% beer would go up by is it 25p or something. Uh, and then it goes up in a step because it's a step system. So. Right, That's so significant. There, there are levels above. It's not a flat rate above. So no, it's seven point seven will go up more, and seven point eight will go up right, more. Right, so the stronger your beer, the more you pay. Yeah, up to a point, I guess. Yeah, or was it twelve p? Anyway, it's something quite. The other thing is you have to pay VAT on that, so it's not just a flat fee. You, mm. you pay that plus, then you pay VAT. Mm. Um, there's a thing called uh, small brewers relief, but uh, where so people if you make under I can't remember the figure. It's quite a small. It's like five or six thousand barrels. 
if you produce under that, then you qualify for relief. But not from this duty, they've decided that because it's uh, it's outside the scope of their study to health, look at health, uh, every borough will have to pay it. Um, at the same time, they've also lowered duty on beers under 2.8% to get brewers to brew more lower strength alternatives. Um, but the duty saving on that is only applicable to brewers who don't qualify for small brewer's relief. So if you're a small <laughs> brewer, you don't get that either. Yeah. Clearly, really badly thought out. Yeah. yeah. Brought in by Labour, I believe, continued by the current coalition government. It, right? it was mooted by Labour. Uh, I can't remember when it actually. Well, it came in in October, so it was a it was a coalition thing. But, but I, it was I don't have Labour. Labour put in the uh, small the beer escalator, the beer mm. duty escalator. So that's that hasn't changed. Um, so that still puts beer up seven percent a year. Um, so it went up again in May. Plus now it's gone up again twenty five percent. And it's really it's really taxing taxing these brewers hard. I guess maybe the next segment we'll talk about what it might mean for the brewers, but. For the customers, it's going to mean a lot more expensive beer, mm. which of course we won't stop buying. No, um, because we like and strong IPAs and won't stuff like that. Stop consuming in moderation. No, yeah, exactly, indeed. And the people, the problem drinkers, will carry on drinking their Buckfasts and stuff, which are exempt yeah, from this. Their diamond white and all that diamond stuff. Diamond white, <clears throat> other strong ciders. I always thought was the big problem. Mm. Not the big problem, but I, I mean the drink of choice for the wine in this group. Well, they did something similar with cider. They introduced exactly the same thing, where ciders over 7.5% were taxed, the duty went up, and two things happened. Mm-hmm. One thing, all the cider producers, the scrumpy people, complained, and the Liberal Democrats tabled a motion which was passed to exclude from the increase ciders that had a certain apple content, so proper ciders, to mm-hmm. protect traditional makers, i.e. everyone in the Southwest who got to the Democrats. <laughs> Not difficult to see why that. And the second thing that happened was that all of the strong cheap ciders that were over seven point five percent dropped their ABV to seven point five percent. Yeah. And so now they're under it as well. Uh, but people still get pissed because it's still a strong cider, but it's not eight percent. It's seven point five. Yeah. Um, so I'm I'm bet I'm willing to bet a shiny fifty p coin that the first of the strong lagers to drop its qual- uh, content to seven point five will be within this month at some point. Yeah, I will, I will bet 50p anybody like 10 super it will mm. become 7.5% before too long I don't know what it is now but um, no, I, don't, I don't either it might even be under actually I think it's about 9% I think it's the yeah it's quite high isn't it um, but I'm, I'm willing to bet it will be 7.5% before too long uh, anyway we'll, we'll carry on talking a bit more about that mm. in our next segment uh, should we have some scores for Traquer or Traquer Traquer Jacobite Ale 8% yeah I could probably drink more of this than the school splitter mm-hmm. but um I don't know. I kind of just prefer the school splitter, so I'm going to give this a seven. Okay. Yeah. I I think I might give it a seven as well because uh, yeah, I've got a lot of time for it. Yeah, I'm going to give. What's to give the first one? Uh, seven point five. Yeah, I might give that seven too because I, I like it a little bit less than the school splitter. It's not quite as spicy as I thought it would be. I was expecting a lot yeah. more. There is, mm. It's really subtle spice. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. It's, very, it's very nice. Um, well, seven's not a bad score, by any means. Uh, okay, that was a uh, Truckhead Jacobite Hill. Uh, when you come back, we'll have our third strong beer over 7.5%. Woo! And no facts, guaranteed. <laughs> <laughs> well, I can't guarantee it. Just conjecture. Yeah. Right, off to beat up some old ladies and shouting. <laughs> <laughs> Well, hello there, and uh, welcome back to our strong big beer cast. 
and our strong big beer caster hey. is sitting behind his computer. Uh, hey, the way you said, well, hello there. Well, hello there. <laughs> it's just, just a little seedy. That's just for you, listener. All right. Um, well, yeah, this next one is Thornbridge's St. Petersburg Imperial Russian Stout. Yep, this is a last-minute addition to the lineup. Uh, originally, I I actually picked a different Trackair beer. I can't say track. Is it Trackair? Trackair. Trackair. Yeah. Uh, but I found out at the last minute that it was actually seven point two percent. So I had to get another beer, which uh, fortunately my local bottle shop has uh, some Thornbridge stuff. And this is Thornbridge St. Petersburg. We've reviewed it on the pod on the website before, but not actually in the beer cast. Uh, it's an imperial stout. I believe it's an imperial Russian imperial stout, isn't it? That's yeah. Scared. I don't want to that's okay. No, we're finishing it. <laughs> we're getting the bits. Sizable bottle this time. Yep. So this is oh, a big one. Wow. has got a third of a pint. Yeah, it's what, is it 10% or something? 7.7. Um, was it? Oh, right. it we're all right. Okay. Right. I was misinformed. Um, you got Is that, oh, no, was that an old one? It's the bracia that was 10%. I just copied the notes from my last, our last Longbridge beer. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's got a nice uh, creamy coloured head. That's nice. Very black. Black, 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 black. Can you see through it at all? Is there any... Absolutely not. Nope. No, as no black way. as sin it's itself. Black as the night. It's a very sort of uh, aroma. Mm-hmm. Have they done it in a stronger version? Uh, I do not know. Um, I don't know. I just remember it being stronger than 7.7. I can't remember, to be honest. I, I've had it on cask, and I think it's about that strong. Um, you don't know? It's probably my dodgy memory. Could be. Uh, Thornbridge, they started in February 2005 and they've won lots of awards since. Um, they originally brewed by Martin Dickey, who went on to found Brewdog, of course. And uh, Stefano Cossi, who was uh, from Italy, and he's, I think he's just actually left very soon. Yeah, no, I think he was leaving. Uh, other, other notable brewers, Kelly Ryan, who went to Thornbridge now, is in New Zealand. Um, it's, it's pretty much a revolving door for British brewing talent. And New Zealand brewing talent. And New Zealand brewing talent, and Italian brewing talent. They've got yeah. a, a lady there from Italy whose name I can't remember, I'm afraid, but she's she's the main brewer now. Um, it's a bit like Yardbirds for a guitarist in the 1960s. <laughs> I'll just smile and pretend I know that reference. Sorry, Bruce, when I was there with yeah, he's, he's got me. In August 2009, they were joined by James Kemp, the former New Zealand homebrewing champion. There you go. Wow. Uh, they've got various other people involved. Uh, they've won 130 awards in their history. Uh, and in our beer cast, about three or four beer casts ago, we had the Bracia, their chestnut honey ale, which was pretty good. This is their Imperial Russian Stout, St. Petersburg. 7.7%. And let's have a, a quick taste. Or well, you can taste it. Well, I can taste it. You can talk. You, you taste it, I'll talk. I'm smelling. That's well, not talking. Good. <laughs> That's not talking, son. That's a nice I, I, I'm, roasty I'm aroma. Very, uh, very pleased by this. Indeed. I remember it having more body when I had it last. I don't know. That's why I said is more. Was it? Did they do a stronger version? It's a recurring thing. You said that about the uh, tra- <laughs> the tracker. I can try to get you to say that all the time. That is a word I just cannot pronounce. Tracker. Uh, oh, it's really good, isn't it? It's got mm. really roasty. It's, yeah, really nicely balanced. Very chocolatey, dark chocolate. Yeah. It doesn't have any of the bitterness at the back of the palate that you often get with s- strong steps. Yeah, yeah. It often puts me off quite a lot, but I don't have any of that at all. Mm-hmm. I I tried that with um, alongside Brewdog Riptide. That was our... Uh, the, the, the comparison I did and yeah I noticed then that Riptide has that kind of bitterness but this one is just smooth mm, from really start nice. to finish it is 
very very smooth mm. well done Thornbridge <laughs> well done old chat <laughs> slap on the back uh, yeah we were talking before about the uh, the raised duty and what effect it has on the punters but on the brewers um, well clearly it's going to make big difference to their output um, they're going to pay a lot more tax uh, strong beer is not a huge amount of what most brewers produce. I mean, there are a lot of session brewers who just brew yeah. cask and they, they won't ever brew anything up to 7%. So that's not a problem. Um, but the brewers that do, it's going to hit them extra hard. Um, and some, some brewers may consider the recipes they're doing. They may drop them in price, uh, in sorry, in percentage. Mm. Or they may think twice about doing them at all. I know that um, the Highland Brewery, also in Orkney, were reconsidering doing their Orkney Porter, which is 9% because of the cost associated with brewing it. It's a one-off special they do, which they age and it takes a lot of time, a lot of effort. Um, although I believe actually, um, hot off the press, that uh, they re- they've reported an increased interest in their beer. Oh yeah, was that Island Brew Lou? Yeah. Uh, because maybe potentially because of the duty rise, more people are thinking and talking about strong beer. So they're actually yeah. brewing it now. No, ah. ah, well done. Uh, you could probably argue that it would discourage, discourage innovation in the long run because mm-hmm. you're basically pricing oh for smaller breweries you're almost pricing a bracket out yeah, of that. yeah. It's got, if you're if you're trying to run a business on quite a tight profit margin yeah you're gonna go it's hmm. gonna discourage you from trying mm-hmm. other types of beer mm-hmm. and uh, strong beers are often quite inventive beers yeah absolutely absolutely uh, yeah it, it limits experimentation to those that can afford it yeah and that's not the way surely we want our brewing industry to be no no and uh, once you've as a brewer once you've had to fiddle with one of your recipes because of tax reasons what's to stop you changing the malt balance here and there because everything's expensive now mm, yeah uh, indeed I, I worry that other brewers will be thinking well maybe I should just drop this and get a few less of that and maybe change the hop on this one um, but I don't know maybe that's overreaction we'll see we'll have to see maybe uh, we're having knee-jerk reactions possibly I, I, so. it, it is a, it's a silly policy it is, it's not going to solve the problem maybe this and time next year we'll all be drinking 2.5% beers and everyone will be kissing making up in the streets rather than possibly yes. ah, but did all our social did, ills did, yeah. did you read the thing on the BBC by oh, that it's uh, topical today isn't it yes Karen <laughs> yes, yeah <laughs> Was she a social philanthropist or social, if not a philanthropist, philatelist? She's a, she was an ist. Yeah. Um, writing about how it's not it's not the beer that makes you angry and mm-hmm. them doing studies on giving people placebos. Yeah, that was interesting. Wasn't and then, like, I don't know how they made them behave. Obviously, thinking that they had beer, but they didn't. And they mm. were behaving aggressively mm. when they were just drinking a placebo. Um, mm. Proving that it wasn't the alcohol, but it's more the education. Mm-hmm. They should mention that the government website says you have, or one website says you have yeah, three, drink or four, aware. Yeah, drink aware. three or four beers and you will become more aggressive. It's three, it says yeah. three pints. If you have three pints and announced that, you'll become more aggressive. You will, but oh, right. yeah. very loaded language. Yeah, and she was mentioning um, the other Mediterranean cultures. She used a different word though. Mm-hmm. Um, but cultures around there who embrace drink as kind of part of the social and, and part of the family, um, they don't have those problems. Drink, drink is never drunk. It's ne- never drunk in excess. And, yeah. um, 
people don't go crazy on it. Yeah, yeah. Italians still yeah, I think mm. they were, she was saying that alcohol's consumed more there as well. Yeah, per capita they drink per, more alcohol. More alcohol, did you, yeah, did less you, problems. More litres of alcohol a year, but mm-hmm. they drink it very gradually. So I think that's it. The government should read that and go, yeah. ah, yeah, maybe this, this 7.5% duty thing is all wrong. Maybe we're approaching yeah. this in a completely the wrong way. Yeah. If, you, if you're listening to this podcast, I will put a link to that article on the post that this relates to so you can go read it it's really interesting I like the idea of getting a lot of people into a room and giving them alcohol flavoured water and watching them all kick off yeah. <laughs> I mean, that'd be great <laughs> and how silly would they feel when they said oh by the way it's actually just water that tastes like vodka and they'd be like oh okay so <laughs> we don't get a headache tomorrow <laughs> they'll just behave like a knob for nothing yes <laughs> guess what yeah so she was saying basically that if, if everyone's saying that when they lose control it's because of the drink it's not them yeah. and the drink made me do it and it's not me and it's the alcohol yeah. so if you think like that if you have lots of alcohol you then behave like that whereas if you thought it's not it's me I'm in control you wouldn't even if you were pissed you wouldn't yeah. throw chairs around so. mm. and yeah, they've done other studies where they had made people really drunk but they've given them incentives to be kind of behave they paid them didn't they um, so, and yeah, yeah they, they managed to do it yeah mm. psychology that yeah. it was really interesting and what was her final thing? She, was, she said she was going to create a society where coffee was the... <laughs> have three shots of espresso when you're, you're <laughs> aggressive. It could be a danger to yourself. Yeah, she claims you can make the whole country addicted to coffee very easily. Yeah, yeah. yeah it's very interesting. I have to read that. Well worth reading. It kind of made me want to coffee when I was reading that. Yeah, I saw you tweet that. It's unusual. No, I like coffee, huh? Yeah. Really? It's coming yeah. Around. I know. What, what brought that up? I went to Italy and... Oh, yeah, yeah, no, that's it. Yeah. You don't even say anymore. <laughs> yeah. Had some decent coffee. <laughs> I actually drank coffee. It was nice. So I, I've not... Listen, I've not actually... I don't like coffee. I've never drunk coffee at all since I was little, uh, ever. Yeah. And then went to Italy two weeks ago and had a, a straight-up espresso, no sugar, whack, straight down. I was my goodness, that is strong. And then you ran around the square and went... <laughs> 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 but I, I knew I'd like it because I, I like coffee flavoured beers I like strong beers I like strong bitter flavours yeah. I like all those things so I, there's no reason why I wouldn't like coffee so I made myself try one and it was really good yeah really nice I still won't drink a mug of coffee because I just don't think it's that nice like instant coffee or anything like that no, I don't no, no. But I only drink straight like stuff that I think is nice I don't drink mm-hmm. every day just you know well just that's an achievement yeah well done yeah you and even Andy said you London Andy Grove. Oh, Andy, Andy, yes. Yeah, whatever. Um, said he was coming around mm. after having a Wellington coffee. Oh, Wellington coffee is good. Anyway, anyway, yes, we're wrong. Coffee. This is a great bit. Yes. Mm. It's, it says on the bottle, I can see it's got a subtle peat smokiness, and it is a bit smoky in yeah, here. It does. Taste. Yeah. Um, but it's everything but again, really subtle about it. It's balanced. I, I, I would drink that on my own. I think I'd be quite happy to have one of those. No, yeah. And, uh, I have had a couple of those or not. I've only had one in an evening, but I've had This is the inherent problem with strong beer though, isn't it? Is that how many you can actually have before you fall over, make mm. a tit of yourself or feel like the shit the next day. Mm. <laughs> one more point on the whole mm-hmm. license uh, beer tax business. Yep. This is seven point seven percent this beer. Mm-hmm. If you were the head brewer of Thornbridge, <laughs> would you drop that to seven point five <laughs> to and, save well, money? Well and if, the, you'd think the difference would be negligible, yeah. but on a point of principle. You're right, it would be negligible. I actually spoke to um, Evan O'Riordan, the Colonel Brewery 
chief mm-hmm. because their export style 1890, which is currently the UK's Sieber's champion bottle beer of Britain, which was 7.8%, he brewed last, the last batch he did accidentally came out at 75 mm. And I emailed him, asked him his thoughts on this, and of course he was against it because he brews a lot of strong beer. And he said that the taste wasn't different. He couldn't tell the difference between 7.8 and 7.5. It was a happy accident that it came out at 7.5, yeah. and he's just going to keep it at that from now on. Mm. Uh, would you do it deliberately? I think you probably would. I probably would. I if mean, it, if it's a hard only nose point of view. But. 0.2%, then it's going to save you thousands of pounds. You might as well. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, it would, it would be annoying, but yeah, I, I think I would do it. Mm. What I would do is I'd put all my other beers up by 0.3%, just to... Yeah, it's the balance. <laughs> make every beer 7.5%. Yeah, yeah, every single beer. <laughs> <laughs> okay, let's have some scores for uh, Thornbridge St. Petersburg Imperial Russian Stats. Uh, we'll start with Shovels again. Um, this is um, one of my favourite beers. Very nicely balanced and lovely, lovely flavours. 8.5 High praise Energy. Yes, the nicest beer I've had for a long time I was weathering over the 9 there for a minute <laughs> But I think uh, 8.5 Simply because it's not it's not my favourite style It's not an IPA <laughs> uh, But having said that uh, Really impressive Maybe you should award it more if it's not your favourite style because it's that good. You go with what you want, don't uh, you? Don't really? twist my mind, man. <laughs> I, I'm not swithering, I'm giving that a nine straight off the bat. That is outstanding. And I love that, I've had that before, loved it then, love it now. It's great on cask. Love it. Love, love it. it. <laughs> I love that, mate. That's a great beer. Right, okay. Uh, well, that's our third beer in our big beer cast. And when you come back, we're going to have our fourth and we're going up again. Whoa. Whoa, Steady. Indeed. All right, we'll see you very soon. Violence is going to ensure. Ensure? Ensue. Ensure. It's actually alcohol flavoured water. We get uh, right. Yeah. <laughs> right, off to beat up small ladies and <laughs> Well, hello once again. We are right back with our final big beer. It's the biggest of the night. Uh, it's also got a cork or a, a bung. Bung. I like that word. Bung. 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 And Shovels is going to debung. What, what are you debunging? Um, abstract ABO6. Yeah. From those fellas at Brewdog. This is a Brewdog beer. Here uh, it is. Hey, that's not very exciting, but it came out. That's the main thing. Uh, yeah, this is one of their limited edition abstracts range of beers. Um, we've had a couple of the abstracts before. We had number one, which was a Belgian style ale, which is pretty good. I think it got to our beer of the year show, but it didn't win. Did, yeah. Um, we had. Do we have another one on the podcast? I can't remember, but we've had most of them in, in passing. Uh, this is their sixth uh, abstract beer. And it's a 11.2% triple dry hopped Imperial Black IPA. <laughs> oh, that makes it sound formidable. I think, it, I think it's supposed to be formidable, yeah. Ooh, that's a good smell. Smells for a minute. Uh, it launched in May 2011. They had a run of 5,500 bottles. Uh, my bottle is number... 368. 368. Oh, no, 9, no 8,973. Oh, they raised it. Okay, all right. They're lying to you. Uh, it's a triple dry hopped Imperial Black IPA, a monster of an IPA. Triple dry hopped? Triple dry hopped. So does that mean they dry hop with triple the hops or they do it three times? 
I would imagine that's three times. Mm. But for how long, do they say how long they dry hop it for each time? No. Oh. But you can definitely tell it's dry hop because it's just... Mm. Name those hops. It's... Oh, uh, um, okay. Well, they like using Simcoe, don't they? But I don't know if that's in there. Um, any of the C's? I don't know. I actually... But Nelson Sovin? I don't know. Possibly. No, it'll be a bit Nelson Sovin. I don't know. It's not I'd black. be speculating. It's, it's a bit see-through. It's a bit kind yeah, of reddish. It's see-through, yeah. Um, it's got a lovely aroma. It's really kind of... Uh, really, yeah, really... What? Mellow fruitfulness. Yeah. I would say Cascade, but I don't think it is. It has that. Maybe it is. Anyway, lots of big hops in there. It's got a very mellow... I mean, it's been... It's not aged for long because it was only out in May, but I've had it since May. Uh, it's what's that? Six months? Mm. Five months. So it's mellowed a bit. It's got a nice roasty kind of. Mm. I love that smell. Though. I love it's the smell of hops. Yeah, it's a great aroma, isn't it? It's very hoppy. But it's it's a mild. It's not well, not a mild hop aroma, but it's not a, like a punishing citrus hop aroma. It's because I guess it's mixed no, with the dark, like, mm. the dark malts. Mm. It's uh, mm. and it's eleven point two percent. Yep. Dude, it doesn't taste that wrong. Have you got another one put away somewhere, or is this your only one? I do have another one put away, but it's put away in Craig's flat. So Mr. B has it. I really? See. That may not be a wise long-term no. choice of place to age beer. <laughs> Why there? You just left it. Uh, yeah, I brought it around to drink and left it there with the intention of aging this one. And we've drinking this one and aging that one. So I will get it back from his grubby little fingers as soon as I can. Yeah. <laughs> Assuming he hasn't drunk it. Yeah, he may have done. He may have done. Um, you can still buy it. It's not... I mean, the early ones you can't buy anymore, but... Because they're on they're onto AB7 now, which is a Scotch Ale, a very strong Scotch Ale. Yeah. Um, but you can probably still buy sixes, I would think, yeah. But any, anything lower than five, you won't be able to find anymore. AB04 was the best one, in my opinion. That was a um, Imperial Stout with uh, cacao, that one, coconut, yeah. and oh, chili. Really sweet. A tiny taste of that one. It's really, really good. Really good. Uh, I had a whole bottle of that myself at Christmas. That's great. Um, the others are hit and miss. Uh, they did a raspberry one that wasn't that great, but most of them are pretty good. Uh, I haven't actually tasted this yet. What was the taste of? It tastes of hops. Quite sweet as well. Mm-hmm. Hops and malt, really? Yeah. In summary? <laughs> I'm sure they put that in their bottle. Can't yeah. argue about that one. Just taste of hops and malt. I'm intrigued what those hops are because I recognise the smell. Well, maybe we can look it up. Um, Brewdog also came out, obviously they're never shy of uh, stating their opinion, they also came out against the duty rise because they saw it as the government unfairly penalising niche brewers, which is fair enough, I suppose, because it kind of is. Uh, But they also had a pop-up camera, which is one of their long-standing enemies, the campaign for real ale, who... And by and large, they're kind of lower ABV cask market guardians saying that it was their fault. They were responsible for the crap beer. Um, and the fact that camera had campaigned for the reduction in duty for the low strength beers. The camera chief executive, Mike Benner, did say that it was disappointing that beer over 7.5% had gone up, but that was his only comment. Um, I think Brewdog were incensed by that, that they didn't try more strongly to... Uh, uh, to call out about it but well I mean Brudeau back the minimum pricing argument um, 
which is something uh, I've never not really studied in great detail, but that's the alternative to this duty rise, where you pay exactly on, on, on what the alcohol content is to a minimum price. Um, My impression was the minimum pricing, if you set it right, wouldn't affect the price of these more expensive beers at all anyway. Which is I clearly... I could be wrong, but could, I, I, that's the impression I got. That's clearly why Brewdog supports it. Yeah. Um, but it was it was um, proposed by the Scottish National Party in Scotland, but it was voted down by the other parties, so it did, didn't come in. Uh, it may it may come back in the future, but you know. Mm. They're still trying to push it through, I think. But, uh, I believe so. I believe so. Yeah, but as a minority government, they won't get the support unless someone else decides to back it. Majority government now. Mm. Oh yeah, that's right. Sorry, it's not good. I'm behind the times. Anyway. Yeah. Yeah. Um, what do you reckon? I, I don't know actually. I, I'm not sure what to, to say about this. I mean, like the hops. Really it smells the... a lot better than it. Tasting is just kind of, it's a bit. No, it's a bit underwhelming. For such yeah. a strong beer, it's yeah. not. It doesn't really go. It's maybe not like it or like it. But it should be one or the other. Mm-hmm. And that's right. It, it tastes like a lot of the strong American beers I drink when I do my right beer tastings. You get mm. a lot of beers like this that have got a big malt load really hoppy very strong and then you taste another one and another one and another one mm-hmm. so clearly they've got their influences from stateside brewers as they always have had mm. um, I, I like it I think it's good it's very good um, I do like it yeah it's just it's not my favourite abstract but it's but it's a very good beer uh, I don't know how much of a divergence this is from their normal strong hoppy beers I mean they do a few imperial stouts and stuff and they do lots of strong pale ales but I don't ever get the feeling they just combined two of those to make this, which they made them. Maybe. Oh, they could have been trying to make something else and then went, oh, mm. that'll be a new way beat. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, over the last few weeks, when I was, when actually when I was away, Shovels, you tried Breedog's second newest beer. We'll talk about the newest beer in a minute, um, which was served from a deer's head. Oh, yes. I did. Which was called what? Ghost deer? Ghost deer, yeah. Ghost deer. What was that like? That was... Very sweet. Mm-hmm. Um, you could taste the sherry, rum, and whiskey cast that had been aged in, um, but the it was probably a, it was a good beer. Yeah. But the aftertaste I got was kind of watered down Jack Daniels, and that's mm-hmm. all I all I can remember. But this is now the strongest beer in the world. Um, strongest, yeah, fermented beer that it doesn't require freezing to get yeah. the alcohol. And it was what. I think it was, it was above, it was, uh, what was it, 29 point something? You've got the internet there, why don't you tell me? <laughs> well, I, I, know that, I know that Sam Adams' Utopias was 27, so I'll be over that. So they're like pushing it as far as you possibly get without having to do the whole freezing. Yeah, yeah, it's the strongest beer that's been brewed, well, traditionally in inverted commas, because they had to put yeast in it every day for no, however long it took. No, sugar, 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 sorry. sugar in it every four hours or something to yeah. keep the... I don't know who stayed up all night feeding this work experience boy. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's like feeding a tropical fish or something yeah. you go holiday. Thank you for doing Which that. I, I don't know how many other brewers have to feed their yeast to keep mm. it going, but I'm not sure what I think about that. Having f- well, I prefer that to putting it in an ice cream factory and freezing it and distilling it and taking the water off and freezing it and distilling it. And it's, it's, it's clearly still beer. It's just yeah. really... Highly intensive. Doesn't taste like beer, but it is brewed. Yeah, it's a brewed liquor, maybe. Yeah, it, it did taste more like a liquor than a than a beer. Mm. Um, 
So for me, it wasn't. It may technically be a beer, but in it spirit. wasn't in, <laughs> in spirit. It was a spirit, it was a spirit. <laughs> and it was actually served out of a stuffed deer's head on the bar. Yeah, and there was a pipe coming out of his mouth, and well, no, what they did was they filled pint glasses with it, and then poured it from the pint glasses into their nice angular glasses. So right. you got it wasn't a third of a pint; it was a. Um, 50 mils I think and I think actually I, I didn't keep up on the comments on it was um, Kenny's blog oh yeah the beer so monkey he'd, he'd reviewed it mm-hmm. or not reviewed it he'd, he'd commented on it and then there's a big comment section going on about it and somebody said it was like £10 for half a pint and I went well they're only serving it in 50 mil measures yeah, they weren't yeah. serving it in thirds or anything yeah. like that and then I can't remember who it was Kamudjan came back and said, well, that's not a legal measure. Mm-hmm. So I wondered whether they've actually changed it. Because, uh, mm. yeah, it's a third half and a pint that are legal measures for beer. That's correct, yeah. Um, and serving in 50 mils was illegal. Mm. So remember, the, his question was, have they classed it as a spirit so mm-hmm. they can do that? Or is it actually a beer? And I never found out. So <laughs> listener, if you know, write in and tell us. It's an interesting semantic argument, that, yeah. actually. Uh, of course, they've now, being Brewdog, they've got another beer out this week, which is oh, yeah. the first beer. Now, they say in their words, this is the first beer brewed at the bottom of the sea. Yeah, that's wrong. It's uh, fermented. It, yeah. Primary fermented as well, unless they're going to shove it back in for the dry hopping, which I'm sure they will do. Probably, yeah. So I think it's as... Actually, the, the ghost deer that Shovel's had was a golden ale, a 28% golden ale or something. Mm-hmm. But this is a 7 or 8% lager, imperial lager, I think. Is it? Uh, or they call it an, an IPA, but it's got lager yeast in it. All right. Which they've made, brewed, and then put in an airtight conditioning tank, which they then lowered into the sea and kept for several, three weeks, four weeks, or longer. So basically... It's, Two weeks, I think, they're going to... It's been lagered, but it's been lagered in underwater in a nice cold environment under the sea. And then they've taken it out and they've added uh, seawater traces. So it could be like the, the cider stuff. Mm. Uh, they've added um, the, what's that herb that you get in Blackwood's vodka? Uh, Blackwood's gin, sorry. Uh, it's one of those sea myrtles or sea, sea Blackwood. No, I don't know. You've lost me. Gin? <laughs> don't know. Anyway, it's, it's, it's some kind of uh, sea herb they put in as well. Uh, and they're going to release it, and it's going to be called Sunk Punk, which is a good thing to put That's pretty good. Um, so we'll have to try that and see what that's like. Uh, is it what, the under the sea thing? Is that, apart from obviously a bit of a gimmick, <laughs> is it kind of having it under the water? Does the pressure do anything? Or is it. Yeah, just, I don't know. I don't is, know. It just, is it just the temperature? It's just it's the, the temperature. It'll be yeah. the consistency of the temperature that'll mm. be the benefit, I would imagine. It's, it's not. Um, 100 feet down it's just off a pier and a dog oh, yeah. so, so it's, it's not like it is a gimmick then yeah. um, but so, it's just brew dog yeah. <laughs> I shouldn't uh, silly question but I would give that a go it's got a great label, oh, know, label. Yeah. so we'll give that a bash anyway we should uh, have a quick score for uh, our final strong beer of the night I feel okay actually I mean I know we've had small measures but small measures <laughs> 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 and a smoke and a pancake right, right, actually, yeah, I actually feel alright um, <laughs> so maybe we should drink strong beer every day yeah, possibly. Yeah. Uh, okay, Shovels, let's have some uh, scores for Brewdog Abstract AB06. I love the hops, and I really like the malt, and the more I drink it, the more I like it. Um, that's a really nice beer, and 
although I couldn't drink as much of it, obviously for the for 11.2% reasons, um, as the St. Petersburg, I'm going to give it the same score. I think that's an 8.5. Awesome. I'm going to give it a 7. Because I do, yeah, I like it. It's good beer. Uh, I expected it to be better. I don't know. I did my mind. <laughs> it was going to be better <laughs> than this. But, um, good. Maybe the alcohol that has taken effect. But but from a man from Orkney, when he says, good. <laughs> that means amazing. It's like he's doing cartwheels. Great. <laughs> Uh, yeah, I'm going to give that the same as yours. That's uh, that's an eight and a half for me. That's really really nice. Um, I, I like the hoppiness. I like the fact that it's got a bit oomph to it. Um, I, that's it's not much of a leap of imagination to suggest they could do that as a regular beer. I think a bit of tinkering. That would be no, right. absolutely. Yeah, you just knock down the ABV. Knock it down to nine or something. That'd be a really good black IPA. Mm. Okay, well that's our uh, big beer cast. Thank you very much to Shovels and to Group. Mm, pleasure. Uh, we're, we're going to knock this tax down one beer at a time, even if it means drinking every beer over 7.5%. <laughs> we'll get through it. <laughs> we'll show the government who's wrong. <laughs> Might be a bit more expensive for us, but we'll, we'll get there. Uh, the winner in that episode was, without doubt, uh, St. Petersburg, 87%. That's a great score, a great beer. Uh, ABO6 got 80%, and then the other two got 70 So they're all four good scores. Strong scores all around. Yeah, four what's, great beers. What's current beer of the year top form? Oh, heck, I don't know. I don't have my beer of the year spreadsheet up. Thornbridge um, be in there. Okay. I think Thornbridge could be in there, yeah. Mm-hmm. I know we have uh, I know we have uh, lots of American one-offs from our various US podcasts, so... Uh, Probably won't make it because we can't find them again. Depending on availability, we may, we may uh, have to bump Thornbridge, but we've still got a few more podcasts to go. Yeah. It's only October. Uh, our next podcast is a... Uh, <laughs> Fun and Frolics French beer cast we recorded at Mr B's house uh, we'll put that in a couple of weeks uh, until then thank you very much for listening you can come to our website which is thebeercast.com or email us uh, thebeercast at gmail.com or you can follow us on Twitter at thebeercast or at beercastpool if you want to Grimmins and do Twitter no he scratches words in the mud with a stick <laughs> proud your day <laughs> <laughs> okay we'll see you again soon uh, drink strong beer thank you bye 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 hope this isn't going to be in the after show after show <laughs> 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 it'll be a bit of a dark in the brood of fire again other knobs are available <laughs>